82% of women are in prison for non-violent crimes. The justice system is rigged against them. Case in point, what are you in here for? Seven counts of battery and assault. That's a bad example. What about you? Armed robbery. Nope. I had a dispute with an Uber driver. He took the long way round, so I stabbed him in the neck, left him for dead. Just cut this stuff out. Oh, I'm already in. I'm already in! Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Brian Brushwood, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm reading the summary of what this is, and it sounds a suspiciously lot like the end of Paddington 2. <laughs> I got that too. That was a trailer for Netflix's upcoming comedy series, Hard Sell, starring Catherine Tate, who plays multiple characters, uh, about a women's a prison that is practicing to hold a musical in six weeks. Uh, it seems very goofy. It does not. It seems like uh, if you watch that and thought, oh, man, uh, remember when Orange is the Black was all dramatic and uh, heavy? This doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Uh, imagine if Orange is the New Black didn't take itself seriously at all. It sounds like maybe that's what you're going to get with Hard Cell. I, I, fingers crossed. I, I can expect some number of people will watch this and immediately go like, oh, faux documentary. I'm kind of over that by now. I'm not. My appetite remains uh, 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 unsated. Yeah. Uh, so some, some people may go, oh, hmm. Catherine Tate, give me anything she makes. <laughs> yeah. Some people will be that way. <laughs> that's uh, April 12th. Coming to Netflix April 12th. All right, let's get to our primary target. It was an unprecedented night at the Academy Awards oh Sunday, as, as I'm sure you heard. Yep. Uh, that's right. Coda won Best Picture. A oh. first, a first because a film released at Sundance had never won Best Picture before. Oh, wait. Okay, okay. And and it's the first best picture with a predominantly deaf cast. That is the bigger deal. Uh, 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 also, I mean, I guess Apple original films distributed it. So that's the first time one of the big tech companies took home the top prize. Hey! Yeah. The film also got best adapted screenplay. Sean Hader, the director, uh, who also adapted the screenplay from a French film, uh, Got that award. Best Supporting Actor went to Troy Kotzer. Uh, he became the second deaf actor to win an Oscar. The first was his CODA co-star, Marley Maitland, who won in 1986 for the movie Children of a Lesser God. Uh, these are all, all three of these are Apple's first Oscars. They, Apple has never won an Oscar before. If you're wondering about Netflix... This is the fourth straight year they had a movie in contention and didn't win. 2018 was Roma, 2019 The Irishman, 2020 Mank, uh, and this year The Power of the Dog, which some people favored. Uh, Netflix did win one Oscar for Power of the Dog. It went to the director, Jane Campion. Apple also got three nominations for The Tragedy of Macbeth, none of which won. So Apple has only ever been nominated twice before. Both of those were last year. It has only been nominated a, a total of eight times, and it's now won three Oscars out of eight. Way better percentage than Netflix. Uh, Netflix had the most nominations of any studio with 27, but in the end, it only took home two. Uh, streaming services took home four Oscars at this year's uh, Academy Awards. Last year, that number was nine. Although you could make the argument that Dune and King Richard our streaming movies because they did have simultaneous release on HBO Max, uh, but they were still distributed by Warner Brothers, not by Warner Media. So it's split and ends. But but uh, yeah, this is the big win. Everybody was waiting. We we had you know we had the day there was the first nomination by Netflix, and then there was the day of the first win by Netflix. Then there was how many nominations can you get, and then how many wins, and Netflix getting the most nominations. Uh, this is the big one. When would a streaming service win Best Picture? And it was this year, and it wasn't Netflix. It was Apple. Um, I guess. I guess let's start with um. Uh, as as far as I understand, um, it's not like Apple said we want to tell this story, make this story. We made this story. We won this award. They they just bought it off the shelf, and good for them. Uh, I I don't want to take anything away from a streaming service uh, and over the top network. Yeah, yeah, yes, but also Netflix does the same thing. Amazon does the same Correct. thing. In fact, all the studios, Sony, Warner Brothers, Universal, they Paramount, they all do the same thing. Uh, 
it was actually unprecedented. You know, I joked about it being the first Sundance movie to win Best Picture, but it's not a guarantee to win Best Picture to go buy an indie film at Sundance because it's never happened before. Right. Uh, a- Apple spent a crazy amount of money on it, $25 million. It only made $1.2 million or something at the box office. So this all came from the fact that everyone thought the movie was good. Uh, at Oscar parties for Power of the Dog, according to Variety, people were talking about Coda. And like, yeah, but have you seen Coda? So it wasn't even just Apple throwing money at the problem, which they absolutely did. There was also just buzz happening. Well, and in in that case, uh, again, starting with Apple, and then we'll talk about Netflix, but um, very astute play on Apple's behalf. They they did it. They spent outrageous money because they recognized quality. Stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, the people at Apple seem to have an eye for artistic quality of things. And, uh, and, and they, I've heard that before. Okay. They, they, they made it, they made a very good pick. Um, meanwhile, I'm, I'm more flummoxed by Netflix's bridesmaid syndrome. And I'm wondering mm. if, if, is this a case where they're just the New York Yankees where it's like, uh, they're, they're, they're so big that because again, Hollywood votes for Hollywood and they're generally happy for Netflix but not so happy that they want the Yankees to win the World mm-hmm. Series yet, yet again. But but in this case, never. Like 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 I I I feel like there's Yankees fans right now are like yeah, but we've got like twenty seven. Yeah, but, but you 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 catch my meaning. <laughs> but right? I totally We're, get what yeah, you mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I I think maybe there is a little bit of a, a you know negative to Netflix effect on voting. It might not even be conscious for most Academy voters, but they just sort of watch it. There was also the missteps by Jane Campion and accepting another award. I'm not sure that had an effect on the voting or not, because I'm not sure when all the voting was done. Oh, uh, uh, but could, maybe could that you was remind another me of that? One. I, 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 she she made uh, in accepting a Critics Choice Award. I think uh, I may be wrong about the award, but one of the other awards, uh, she made a joke about how she has to compete with men in her category, oh. unlike. Venus and Serena Williams, which didn't go down well. Got it. Uh, so that may have turned some people against voting for her if they were still voting, though. But I'm unclear on but that. But that's only possible if the Oscars is in any way political. Which... But they all, she also won Best Director, so they didn't. It didn't affect her too bad because she still got an Oscar. So yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, Power of the Dog, uh, uh, Tom, I've tried three times to start that movie, and I've never made it more than thirty minutes. I, that was an actual joke, and I can't remember if it was Regina Hall or Wanda Sykes who said it, uh, but they said, like, oh, I love Power of the Dog. I've watched it three times. I'm almost done. <laughs> I didn't know I was pinching material. I, I was I was describing <laughs> a lived like, experience. Right there, right there, like mine, yeah. Uh, I have heard you should approach it as a miniseries. Um, I have not seen it. I have seen Coda, though, and I will tell you, man, uh, I was expecting a good movie. It was a great movie uh, it had me in tears it had me smiling it was uplifting it was heartwarming it was you know it was real uh and it was different and all the other things that 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 it, you know people rightly say about it but just a really good movie and uh you know one of the best performances amelia didn't even get a nomination you know she's the lady from lock and key uh, who plays the hearing daughter and and this just top performances from beginning to end, so good. Uh, and and this is, uh, man, what's interesting is uh, this is the power, <laughs> instead of the power of the dog, it's the power of the Oscars. Uh, Coda, we definitely talked about, and I felt like a memory genius that I vaguely remember it's about two deaf parents and their hearing yeah. child. <laughs> and for, now all of a sudden uh, it's child. jumping to the front of my attention because of the Oscars. Yeah, that and that's that's why uh, everybody wants to win an Oscar, right? Because uh, you get get more people interested in your movie. Coda stands for Child of Deaf Adults, uh, and Amelia plays a hearing daughter of two deaf parents with a deaf brother, who are fisher people. Uh, they 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 go out in Gloucester, Massachusetts, and and catch fish. So there's a, a whole subplot about you know. Uh, not being able to make enough money off fish and the crackdowns and the payments and the government surveillance that that costs some money. Uh, there's a, a whole thing about her wanting to become a singer and the parents thinking, well, she's just rebelling because we're deaf. That's the only reason she wants to be a singer, but she's actually really good. Uh, but if she continues to pursue her dream to go to the Berkeley School of Music, then she would be letting the family down who's trying to fight to start their own fish distribution empire to 
that get past uh, the man who takes all the money. Uh, and it's just, it's just wonderful. It's, it's a wonderful, like small town, working class people trying to get by. And the family is entirely deaf except for the one daughter. Uh, so what do you make of the drop in the number of, uh, Oscars one is, is, has, has the shine worn off of, uh, streaming services? Is it not so novel now, or it just, you know, this is natural variation. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, there could just be natural variation, which is usually what it is. But if it's not that, but you would you would could, think of all years or, like or like one of the factors that could cause natural variation would be uh, they were able to do the Moneyball thing, right? Netflix reminds me of the Oakland A's here, right? Really good at picking up nominations, really good at winning regular season games. Uh, can't win the World Series, can't win the Best Picture, and there may be a situation where the other studios have now caught up. And they're like, oh, well, we can play this game too. We can find, we can use data and analytics to find uh, the the Oscar winning movies. And so Netflix, while they got 27 nominations, wasn't able to get as many wins because of that, because there are other people in the game now. Uh, so uh, this is me asking a question that's not in the script. So it's okay if none of us know. Um, previously, we've talked about like live events and how they do in number of viewership. Uh, did you notice anything in terms of number of people watching or the numbers down or I haven't seen the Oscar, uh, ratings. Uh, I imagine uh it, it might be that there's another story that be... has overshadowed yeah. <laughs> that particular topic. Do, do we want uh, to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously I was joking at the beginning of this story when I said it was an unprecedented night and you thought I was going to talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Uh, it was not planned. I think we're all pretty clear on that. If you think otherwise, that's fine. But I, I'm pretty clear that it was not planned. Uh, and yet it certainly has engendered way more interest in last night's ceremonies uh, than would have been there otherwise, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm less interested in. I, I, I also think it was totally real. Um, there was this weird moment, and I think it's just fatigue over the last three, four years where it's like, I was just sad. I saw, I saw Twitter do its Twitter dance and everybody rushed to either take the most sanctimonious position or, uh, you know, give the best hot take or make, make the best joke. Um, and I almost oh, okay. participated uh, and then deleted the tweet. Like I wanted to compare it to, uh, something, something, the streamies in 2010. But then I was like, I don't want to be a part of any of this. And I very rarely delete a tweet, but I did last night. Uh, Bryce, Bryce found a Collider article that it, it indicates a 51% ratings increase, uh, but still not back to pre-pandemic numbers. Um, uh, so so yeah, more I, people watching. Uh, I, I feel like that I don't have enough experience uh, with this sort of thing uh, to make a comment. So I'm doing a lot of listening rather than a lot of talking uh, about it because there are a lot of different perspectives and it's a complex situation. And it doesn't seem to me like picking sides is the right way to approach it, uh, but rather to continue to add, if you want to understand it, continue to add perspectives and nuance uh, to, to understand a complex situation. This is not one where I think there's a, a right side or a wrong side or anything like that. And, and I'm more in the listening mode than in the judging mode. Uh, uh, I'm more in the ranking it mode. Like, was this bigger than when Marlon Brando refused to accept his own reward? Like, mm. is this maybe the number one moment in the hundred year history of the Oscars? Good question. Also a really good question because it's a, it's a spontaneous moment, right? Marlon Brando's was un planned. unexpected, but planned performative. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, I almost a better comparison would be you like me. You really like me because that wasn't planned. That was just in the moment, although of a very different tone. <laughs> That's, it's the exact inverse. It's, it's the matter antimatter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as far as like unexpected, but memorable. Uh, yeah, this is definitely going down into the, you know, the historic moments in television history, not now, just it, Oscar. History. It does confirm one theory for, for me. Um, all actors are sociopaths. Anyone who can engage in physical combat and outrage and then compose themselves to give what was clearly a beat for beat, perfect emotional acceptance speech, sociopath. 
They're all sociopaths. But that's their literal job, is to hit their mark, say their lines on cue, become someone who is not what they're feeling in that moment, and, in, and do it uh, when the director says action. Although if you haven't seen his acceptance speech, that implies that he he just like hit his mark and said lines, which is not what happened. Uh, I, I I think he 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 spoke somewhat extemporaneously and certainly different lines than he would have said before the the night of night's events occurred. Yeah, sociopath. Uh, all right. Uh, well, we'll we'll talk a little more about this on After Talk. Uh, if you're a patron, uh, I'll talk a little bit about watching it live and and how I felt in the moment and all that. If you're interested, uh, and to become a patron, uh, you just head on over to Patreon.com/slash/GordKillers. Yeah, dude. If you want to hear Tom's secret innermost thoughts about whether <laughs> or not he believes all actors in Hollywood are sociopaths, there's only one way to find out, and that's to listen to the After Talk segment exclusively available to our fabulous. Uh, are we in the four? Digit Club? Da, 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 da. Yeah, no. Oh, God. Oh. oh, God, it's back. It's gotten worse. Oh, no, I have three-digit disease again. I got a fever of 995. <laughs> Patreon.com slash killers Keep us loud, live, and very independent of Hollywood by becoming a patron over at Patreon.com slash killers Yeah, there's no other support of the show but you. Let's talk about how to watch. <laughs> If you live in the Google ecosystem and you want to buy a movie or TV show from the Googles, uh, we'll uh, just say a show to mean a movie or TV show uh, in this. Uh, back in 2019, the answer would have been go to Google Play Movies and the TV section or Google Play Movies and TV app on your smart TV device. So in the Google Play app, you could go to the Google Play Movies and TV section. Google Play uh, TV, movies and TV app on your smart TV device, you could buy them there. If you wanted to watch the shows that you bought, uh, you could use those apps to access them, uh, or YouTube, which also accessed shows you purchased from Google and still does. Then these things happened. October 2020, Google changed its Android Google Play movies and TV app to be called Google TV. Simpler, Tom. Definitely simpler. So there was still Google Play Movies and TV in the Google Play Store, but the app was called Google TV. June 15th, 2021, Google ended the Google Play Movies and TV app for smart TV platforms. You don't need it. It's just confusing choices. No, um, I guess. Although, I guess, so you go to YouTube to, to watch your, your own shows. And then Tuesday uh, of last week, Google announced that coming in May this year, the Google Play Movies and TV section of the Google Play app will go away. Simplest of all. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how simple it is. What? So now, in May, if you want to buy a movie or TV show from Google, uh -huh. you can go to the YouTube app or website. Yep. On Android, Android TV, and the operating system called Google TV, Super you easy. can use the app called Google TV. Mm -hmm. And if you want to play those after you've bought them, mm -hmm. you can find them on YouTube and YouTube TV, yep. two different apps, as well as the Google TV app, which is available on Android, Android TV, and the operating system called Google TV, or the Play Movies app, which also works for TV shows, which is what it's called on iOS and Apple TV. Brian, I think Tom's broken. He's repeating himself. <laughs> Once again, just to be clear, to play the... No, I just... <laughs> say, say, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Uh, if you if you want to buy a movie or TV show from Google, go to the YouTube app or website on Android, Android TV, and Google TV, the operating system. You can also use the Google TV app to play them back. You can find them on YouTube and YouTube TV, as well as the Google TV app on Android, Android TV, and Google TV, the operating system, and the Play Movies app, which also works for TV shows on iOS and Apple TV. I heard iOS. Yeah, uh, that was where you still find the Google uh, oh, the no. Play Movies app. <laughs> oh, okay, so... Um, Why are they doing this? Uh... If, if I may play devil's advocate, because um, uh, I, I feel really torn about this, because in, in PC land, desktop land, or whatever, I'm, I'm PC till I die, um, but, but in mobile phone, I dip a toe into the Apple ecosystem, and I understand the simplicity and the clarity of, of you know, having a branding thing that makes sense. However, um, all of these moves feel like me, and tell me if this resonates with you, Tom, at all, is... Um, uh, Google has no clear vision. And when you lack 
clear vision, the, the best you can do is a lot of itty-bitty A-B testing. And sometimes that means you kind of quietly announce a thing and then quietly take it back. Sometimes it means you loudly announce a thing like Google Plus and then take it back. Um, that's one thing that you can cite as a flaw of Google full stop is that they are not afraid to launch things and they are not afraid to shut them down. Or you can see it as a benefit. Now, certainly... I stopped listening halfway through the description of how to watch a movie. <laughs> okay, so if you want to buy a movie, no, 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 we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it, <laughs> we got it. The answer is, if you want to watch a movie, go to iOS. <laughs> um, but, I think this is, I think this is one of those examples where uh, it is harder to explain than it is to do, because a lot of these things are just in places where you already are, right? So the YouTube TV playback thing, right? That's not a thing that's really meant to be like, here's your option. It's more of a like, oh, I'm in YouTube TV. I wonder if I can watch that movie. I bought. Oh, there it is. Great. Right. Uh, and and if uh, uh, for my parents, my parents, my, my parents, um, it's click the thing. And they don't need to know what the thing is called. They need to see once what to click on. And, and then, then they go do. to the thing and then they get a new TV seven years from now. And there's a brief, very confusing moment. But then yep. someone explains, no, this is the new thing. And that new thing is this one. Th yeah. Exactly. So so I can I'm not I, 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 I understand the reasons. Uh, I also find it hilarious that the consequences are so ridiculous. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, the the well-written bit notwithstanding, Tom, do, do you think this is a smart strategy on behalf of Google or no? Um, I see where, I really do see where they're going, uh, which is to say, we want to make it easy uh, to, to buy and watch movies where you are, which is why they're expanding into all these little places. Uh, I see where they have sort of mostly decided Google TV is the term they want to use, but they're kind of stuck I have a feeling they will change the iOS and Apple TV apps to be called Google TV at some point. I, I, I imagine that will happen. They just haven't done it yet for whatever reason. Companies take a long time to do things sometimes because they have teams and projects and checklists. But let's assume that they eventually call everything Google TV, the app, the operating system, that. Then it's just a matter of saying like, okay, what is the difference between Android TV and the Google TV interface? That's where it starts to get harder to understand is, is Android TV something that you really just want to be for manufacturers, in which case maybe you just need to take time to phase it out uh, and, and, and not acknowledge it. And Google, it's Google TV, uh, but you'll always have Android on the operating system, but that's okay because you have iOS too. So it's the equivalent there. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of processes in, in play. And I think that's how Google gets in trouble is they start a process that's like, it'll just take four years, but then when we're done, everything will be simpler. And then two years in, somebody else takes over the team and goes, you know what? We're just going to tweak this a little bit. Yeah, it'll just take working. four more years from yeah. now, you know, and that's how the stuff. Also, happens. I don't want to accuse Bryce of trolling me, but he definitely flashed on the screen the headline, <laughs> Google merges Chromecast and Android TV with the Chromecast with Google TV. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, that's right. They had that other word that they were also pushing as well. Yeah, That's definitely one where Chromecast is the device and Google TV is the operating system. Mm -hmm. And if they do settle on calling everything Google TV, that'll make sense to me. I mean, uh, and now- Google Chrome if, TV. If, well, if- Chromecast is the thing. That's like saying, you know, it's a fire TV box. Yeah. Uh, well, and if Google had a time machine and 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 the closest they get is the, their incessant need to A-B test everything, right? Uh, they're, they're big fans of that. Um, you essentially, by uh, doing test groups, focus groups, get to pick the winner and then- collapse everything and that becomes the thing. Um, I think if they had a time machine, they would go back and just have it be a very simple, every device, every platform, every uh, app, every uh, uh, store, just call it GTV uh, or something like that. And mm -hmm. and I, uh, I'm, I'm certain somebody at Google would privately confess to, yeah, that would have been great, but that's not the timeline we live in.
We live in the one where we keep trying to stay stuff. like if we had a time machine, I bet marketing would get a hold of it and there'd be so many monetization topics about it. <laughs> they, they, we would it, never it, be able to use it to go back and rename things. It, it constantly gets renamed. It's like time machine by Google. Google, Google presents time, time machine. -time. Google time. Chrome time. <laughs> Chrome Google time. Uh, Timecast. Oh, and YouTube <laughs> just added 4,000 episodes of TV shows. Uh, available to stream for free with ads in the U.S. That's just on YouTube. Uh, as opposed to where else, Tom? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Anything else that I said in the rest of this conversation. Uh, see, there's a device called the Google TV. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can use your Chromecast with Google TV to watch YouTube and then cast it to your Android it's so TV. Face. Look, they're trying real oh. hard. And, and again, and again. No, they're not. No, no, no. no I would argue... <laughs> Well, no, no, no. There, this is. There are two different philosophies. There, there's beginning with the ending in mind, and that's what Apple aspires to do. Although, with the notable exception of their uh, Apple TV, Apple TV was just as bonkers insane in all the iterations and all the things they call Apple TV and Apple TV Plus and what's the service, what's the device, what's the uh, the so on. Um, uh, but it's also it's also not the moving target of the name, the one name that everything is changing every couple of years. Yeah. Google Look, you know what I didn't point out in this entire conversation? Oh, there's another word, is isn't there? The original Google streaming device was called Google TV. That's right. And uh, <laughs> like back in 2010. So it's they had a, a time machine, they'd go back and be like, oh, it's already called Google TV. <laughs> it's yeah. like they finally get a time machine and they just go back and they just put a bullet in their own head. <laughs> <laughs> every every uh, couple of anyway. years, someone just comes in and says, it's simple. We just name it after one of our other more popular products. <laughs> if you want to watch Hell's Kitchen or Hidden Palms or 21 Jump Street, you can watch them on YouTube with ads for free. So check it out. Let's talk about what to watch in Under Surveillance. Like you, it's all about location, location, location. Under Surveillance. The director of the movie Red Notice, uh, Ross and Marshall Thurber, is apparently on board to direct a Voltron movie. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, they say it's out there being pitched to studios right now. Uh, you might think, well, obviously Netflix is going to get it right. They've got Rawson's, uh, Ross and Marshall Thurber's Red Notice. Uh, they have the Voltron TV series, but Hollywood Reporter says Netflix is not in the running for this. Uh, also worth noting, um, uh, I was like, wait a minute, is that live action or cartoon? But uh, we're talking about a live action one. Apparently. He does live action, so I'm guessing live action. Yeah. Uh, uh, it could could be good. Look, man, we live in an age, uh, 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 a post expectation age where anything I expect to be bad could be good and anything I expect to be good could be bad. Right. And yeah. so I, I, who knows? Uh, Al Michaels, that's who knows. Well, he knows football. Uh, Al Michaels is pretty much synonymous with us sports, uh, especially NFL. And he's moving to Amazon. He and ESPN's Kirk Herbstreit, or Herbstreit, uh, will announce Amazon's exclusive Thursday night football games this season. That starts on September 15th. You may say, well, Amazon's been doing Thursday night football for a while, but they simulcast with either Fox or CBS, whoever was, was doing it that week in the past. This season, Prime Video will be the only place to watch Thursday night football. And they're grabbing the old Monday night football voice. He's been doing Sunday night football since uh, he moved over to NBC. And now he's going to Amazon. This seems very powerful uh, in, in a way that... Um Yes, each individual will have to think about whether or not they want to get the quote-unquote real, you know, Thursday night football experience that they're accustomed to. But, like, this is the kind of – as far as I know, all the local sports bars do have Atmosphere TV. I don't think any of them have Amazon, but I think they're about to get Amazon uh, in order to bring Whatever this Whatever they've been using to stream, they right. will now be in installing Prime Video on. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, th I think you're right because – uh, this this is the only way to get those games. Certainly, Amazon could have said, look, having the game is the attraction. We don't need to splash out on freaking Al Michaels. But Amazon decided that the intangible benefit of having someone go, I mean, Amazon is doing this game. And then hearing Al Michaels like, oh, wow, that's legit. Right. Uh, having other negotiations with the NFL and saying, look how serious we are. We went and got Al freaking Michaels to do our Thursday night football. Imagine what we'll do if you give us more games. Like 
that kind of stuff is going to pay off for them, I think. A hundred percent. It's it's like your favorite easy chair with you know the butt groove just exactly right. Yeah, that's that's how people often think of Al Michaels. Yeah, uh, Al Michaels, the ultimate butt groove. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's your title. Uh, <laughs> Netflix. Netflix declined to pick up a third season of the reboot of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, so the MST3K folks returned to Kickstarter and bootstrapped another season on their own. That's how they got Netflix in the first place was a Kickstarter. Uh, on May 6th, the new season of MST3K will launch on Gizmoplex, a platform made by the MST3K folks themselves. Uh, you can find it on the web, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. I assume on Google TV as well. Uh, all classic episodes will be available uh, so you can, you can watch all the seasons going all the way back to the, to the, the stuff on comedy central. Uh, some content will be free. Some will be free for a limited time. Some will be available for purchase on demand. Some as part of a season pass. Uh, if you're interested in the prices, individual episodes are going to cost $10. A three month pass is 50 bucks and a full season, which runs from May 22nd to February 23rd next year is $135. Uh, I'm sure they're not sharing their behind the scenes numbers, but I have to imagine that they're making uh, about the same amount of money, if not more doing it this way. Like I um, would wonder. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's an inter interesting question. Uh, was it better to get Netflix money uh, and not have to run this thing themselves? Or did they, you know, through force of having to do it themselves, realize, well, crap, uh, you know, at $10 a pop for an episode and 135 bucks for a season, we may end up doing better than we thought. Yeah. And, and, uh, of course, you know, Netflix is a, an incredible promotion engine. I've, I've told the story before when I was on uh, national geographic, uh, nobody cared, but the day that that syndicated season hit Netflix, my kids come up and they're like, dad, are you on Netflix? And you know, it, there was a, there was an aura about it. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's, it's, uh, the only, the only thing close to that, that I I've experienced myself was being on Wikipedia is the most impressive thing to to my friends and family back home. That's amazing. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. Being on CNET, they're like, yeah, I guess I've heard of it. That's Whoa, a website, you know, Wikipedia. right? Wikipedia. Wow. Oh, fancy. Um, yeah. I, you know, Abraham I, Lincoln's I on there. Also, uh, another, another way to drive interest in this, Joel, the original MST3K, uh, you know, person in orbit, uh, creator of the show, coming back. He'll be on really? camera. He's been behind the scenes, but he's gonna he's gonna be up in the satellite of love this season. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh yeah, no, I, I I'm hoping they're making even more money uh this way. But I don't know. Yeah. I hope so too. Because there there's some good folks uh involved in there, including some some good friends. All right, let's talk about what we've had our eyes on. Something you've been watching, Brian. What are you watching? Uh yeah, last night we had a frustrating experience trying to watch Severance. Um uh, I'll keep it very short. Everybody knows that I hate the browser uh, Apple TV Plus experience. Uh but we hit a new level because we sat down to watch the next episode of Severance and Bonnie confessed that she had watched an episode without me. So uh I I I went and I clicked on the oh, Severance button. That's a bad it Oh, okay, okay, you know what I'm getting at, I'm, right? Yes. Okay, so I spend 10 full minutes trying to figure out how to get to the severance page to find out which episode she's seen and which ones are coming up ahead and where we are in the series. Uh, uh, after 10 minutes of the kids shouting out, hit the three buttons. No, the three buttons just says, do you want to unsubscribe from this show? Uh, uh, click on the upper left. You mean the X that exits out? And then finally, and then after 10 minutes, Bonnie couldn't handle it anymore. She was just like, I can't handle it. They're like, I'm going to do all the same things you did, but I'll feel better. And so she figured out that there are no hyperlinks and you can't get anywhere mm -hmm. and that you can't control your thing. And then finally at the 14-year-old Josie says, I can't handle this. Mom, get out. 14-year-old solved it. Do you know how she solved it? By going to an external search engine and typing Apple TV plus severance. It was the only way to get to the actual severance page. If you know in the Chrome browser of a way to navigate from the front page to the severance page, share it at cordkillers at gmail.com. But it was astonishing. I've, I've, I've uh, got Apple's, Apple support on the line. Uh, <laughs> here, Brian. And uh, okay, they're, they're telling me, here's, here's what you need to do. Don't use a browser. I, I know, I know, I know that's their I'm preferred sorry, they, experience. They hung up. That was all, that's all they said. To be clear, the alternative is iTunes. <laughs> anyway, oh, wait, uh, we ended up- back. They're calling back. 
Don't use Windows. Okay, 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 okay Windows. got it. Yeah, okay, that was uh, but but that but 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 the thing you're describing, Brian, of not being able to find the show is not just a browser thing because I have that happen in the app for the exact same reason. When I'm trying to, because on Thursday I tried to go watch Severance, uh, and it comes out on Fridays. So I went to the thing. I was like, "Where is it? I can't even see the show. Where I can't even find the page that'll tell me the thing that I'm looking for." Um, it is it's very supernaturally bad. It is the least Apple-like anything I've ever encountered. But but here's here's the thing, it, it's it's exactly designed for people doing not what you're doing. I know, right? I know, I know, and I I, I, I understand the why. A, a <laughs> the way we watch Severance is uh, it shows up in the like you know here's a list of everything you've been watching. Here's the next episode. So Bonnie broke that by watching an episode without you, right? Right. It should recover. I'm not defending that. I'm just saying, like, wait, that's unexpected behavior. Why aren't you watching things together? Uh, and then the second thing is, if I were to try to find it, if I'm like, ooh, I want to watch Severance for the first time, I would click the side button and go, Severance. <laughs> and it would show up in a search. That and Which is essentially what you ended up doing, the manual version of that, going to a search yeah, engine. Thank and searching you, DuckDuckGo, for, yeah. for finally <laughs> right. taking us there. Uh, the uh, 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 Eventually, it got me so upset, I couldn't watch Severance once we found it. And so instead, oh, we no. watched Harley Quinn. <laughs> so how Har was Harley Quinn? It was fantastic. You know what's great about the HBO Max browser interface? Is if you want to see the whole series, you just click on the name of the show, and it takes you to the whole series. I was going to uh, say... When I watch HBO Max on my browser, I have to refresh the page like every 12 minutes because it will just stop streaming. Okay. It will just be like, I have a problem eh. with the HBO Max app where what I've been watching isn't show doesn't show up on the main page. They're like trying to get me to start something new. Eileen, like, Eileen probably watched it. You probably wait, you're not. It's missing not even much. that. It's like, oh, why am I going? And Eileen has said, why are you going into the app? Just go to the Apple TV row where the next episode is listed and click on that. It'll automatically launch it. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so anyway, uh, naughty Harley Apple, good, uh, relatively HBO Max. Harley Quinn, still great. What about you, yeah. Tom? What have you been watching? Uh, we watched the first two episodes of Atlanta, uh, which is now available on Hulu. Very excited. The last time Atlanta was on, which was years ago, we lived in a different house uh, and you had to watch it on a DVR uh, you, or buy it or something like that. So it's nice to have it available on Hulu. I've, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, well, I'm going to spoil a tiny thing. So if you're like very spoiler averse, you might want to close your ears. This is not a spoiler of plot lines or anything. Uh, but the first episode is kind of a standalone story. And when <laughs> I think it was Deadline. I, I might be forgetting the, the the outlet, but I think it was Deadline asked uh, Hiro Mirai, like, "Oh, why'd you why'd you choose to you know start the new season with a standalone story?" He said, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, "I don't know. The audience had been waiting so long for us to return. We just kind of wanted to troll them a little <laughs> <laughs> and not pick up where we left off." <laughs> so we'll get to that in episode two, which they did. So yeah, uh, and it's. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant effing uh, show. I, I really enjoy it. That's awesome. All right. Uh, hopefully, Bryce has not been on the lookout for Atlanta. Bryce, <laughs> what have you been on the lookout for? No, I've been on the lookout for something that we'll talk about a little later in the evening, uh, which is Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max, an HBO Max original. Uh, it stars Reese Darby and, and a, a, a huge crew of comedian cameos that uh, is fantastic it takes place in 1717 and a dandy englishman um uh buys a boat and a crew and decides to become a pirate he just says i'm gonna go be a pirate um and an englishman with a new zealand accent <laughs> also yes <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like he is trying to be a pirate but he's still uh, a, a little bit of a English aristocrat, uh, and he he gets sucked into uh, the quote unquote golden age of piracy, uh, and and also uh, Steed Steed Bonnet is uh, a real guy. Uh, the gentleman pirate is a real thing. Uh, the show is obviously uh, <laughs> merely based on a true event. Uh, it's but a dramatization. Yeah, yeah. It's a comedization. It's it's <laughs> the names are the same. Uh, 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 but. Uh, we we just binged it over the uh, over the past few weeks for spoiler in time. So uh, I highly recommend going and watching it. It's on uh, HBO Max. There are ten half hour episodes out now, um, and then check out Spoiler in Time, where we're going to talk about season one. 
Uh, spoiler for spoiler in time, I think we liked it. Yeah, I, that's. I, I'm going to give it two thumbs way up. Got uh, something we should be able to look out for. What should we do? Uh, you should email us. Please email us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Well, folks, uh, I'm going to direct you to something that I've done that isn't involved with this show or any of my own shows. Uh, actually, in my free Tom newsletter, I published a paper I wrote in 1992. What? Uh, about Ukraine and the Crimea and what should happen between the Soviet Union and Ukraine uh, over, you know, as it was falling apart and creating the Commonwealth of Independent States. Uh then Justin Robert Young asked me, hey, can you read that into a microphone and send me the recording? <laughs> so I did. Uh, and I sent it to him and he put it in the uh, politics, politics, politics bonus feed. Uh, so if you are you either signed up to my newsletter, you can read it. Uh, or if you want to hear me read it, uh, you have to be a patron of politics, politics, politics. But it's a, a paper I got a 92 out of 100 on uh, that that talks about the history of Crimea and its relationship to both Russia and Ukraine. And at the time I was writing it, who should own it and why, and who should own the Black Sea fleet that was stationed there and why, uh, and who should get the nukes in Ukraine and why. So you can go check that out, freetimenewsletter.com or politicspoliticspolitics.com. Uh, and as I've said before, uh, Tom, there's a sincerity to the way you write these emails that is unmatched, unparalleled. I, I oh, love thanks, them man. so much. Uh, freetomnewsletter.com. Uh, also, thank you to our friends at Doghouse Systems who provide all the hardware that we use. Doghousesystems.com slash rogue. You got to buy a computer sometime. Sooner or later, we'll get you. Make sure you use promo code rogue. Get exceptional customer service and keep us in business. Let's move on to the front lines. Roku announced Roku OS 11. Uh, the new version is not that much different. There's a few different uh, things in here, though. Uh, you can use your own photos on the screensaver. There's some new speech clarity settings. Uh, if you have a Roku speaker, there's new sound modes, standard dialogue, movie, music, and night. Uh, there's a new what to watch option that'll show up in the home screen menu. It really, it's not even an algorithm as far as I could tell. It's just popular and recently released material. Uh, Voice-enabled keyboards are getting new languages, uh, Spanish, German, and Portuguese. And Roku's mobile app is going to show more info on TV shows and movies, uh, including where to stream them for free or through any existing paid accounts. So you could just search and be like, oh, it's there because I pay for it, or it's there, but even if I don't have it, it's free to watch. Uh, speaking of paid accounts, HBO Max has added a shuffle option to 45 shows. If you're watching on a desktop, you could choose to shuffle episodes from the show's information screen. Among the shows uh, that you can shuffle will be Adventure Time, Chappelle's Show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Friends, Key and Peele, Rick and Morty, Robot Chicken, and The Office. Hey, Bryce and Tom, what do you think the common thread of all these shows are? popularity no comedy? the fact that you almost certainly have already watched all of the episodes of them oh. and don't really care which one you're gonna watch next that's smart that's yeah smart. you're right like Chappelle's show you don't have to watch in order that makes sense to shuffle but yeah uh the office uh it's because you already watched it and you're like yeah just show me a fun office i've seen them all anyway i mean i mean to be honest like too. uh it's been a minute since i've revisited rick and morty and i would very much value not having to think about oh what season yeah. what is season two different from season four mm, what's my favorite episode in the blah, 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 isn't, blah, blah. isn't the office only on peacock is the office still on hbo max i thought that oh that's interesting that is well that is a very good point and it says the office on yeah. this deadline story hmm. so i don't know if that's a mistake or Could be international. Maybe, 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 pretend we said maybe friends pretend we said friends yeah. maybe, maybe it's <laughs> international. Friends they have different they have different uh, markets so yeah. yeah uh netflix bought another video game studio boss fight entertainment uh the folks behind dungeon boss if you know it uh netflix previously has acquired night school and next games uh netflix also announced a new round of game releases remember these are free uh, standalone games that you log in with your Netflix account. So if you pay for a Netflix subscription, you can log in. Uh, it will include its first first-person shooter called Into the Dead 2 colon Unleashed. Uh, the other two new ones are Shatter Remastered and This is a True Story. Uh, those three bring the total number of Netflix games available to 17. Uh, 
is anybody feeling a, a, a tickle of interest yet? I, 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 I don't want, you I mean, mean I, I see here among us. Yeah, I know I'm not. I, 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 I tried I, one of the games and I actively I did. did not like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I was I, actively meh about the one I tried. Yeah. I don't discourage them from going for it, but, but, but so yeah. far it seems like it's not catching. Um, listen, this really does remind me of that first time I logged into Netflix streaming and it showed me all of the, the movies in my Netflix DVD queue that I could stream. And I said, I don't really want to stream any of those. But I also knew, I was like, but someday there'll be things in there I do want to stream and right. that'll be really fun. And so I kind of feel the same way. Like, I don't really want to play any of these, but eventually there will be one I want to play and that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, uh, I mean, the next Flappy Bird is out there somewhere. <laughs> Crunchyroll announced it will no longer offer free ad-supported streaming for newly released episodes. You'll have to upgrade to a paid plan for those, which starts at $7.99 a month. Previously, new episodes were delayed by a week for free users. Some, uh, some shows will have the first three episodes available for free as a sampler one week after their premiere. Sony is uh, starting to pull in the drawbridge, huh? Uh, yeah, I need something more, more anime sounding. Uh, uh, Sony has started to move the haunted flying castle with the giant eyes and the plucky attitude and the emotions. I went to the Miyazaki exhibit at the Academy Museum on Sunday. You think I'd have a better reference here? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Deadwood creator David Milch is putting together a series called King of Late Night about Johnny Carson. And starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I uh, don't know where it's going to land, but certainly off to a good start. Hulu released a teaser trailer for season two of Only Murders in the Building, uh, showing that Amy Schumer will be joining the cast for season two. And Netflix Grace and Frankie will premiere its final season on my sister's birthday, April 29th. <laughs> uh, man, uh, this King of Late Night thing, uh, it's got, uh, I heard two ingredients and both of them I like a lot. Yeah, well, three. Johnny Carson. Oh, sorry, David the, the subject matter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> three. I like the subject matter too. Yeah, this is, I'm I'm very interested. Listen, I watched the Aaron Sorkin, uh, uh, Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz uh, movie. It had problems, uh, but I was fascinated in, with the depiction of that time, and I have a feeling it'll be the same with this, and hopefully better executed. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get on to the dispatches from the front. We got an email from Steve regarding Andy Beach's email that we read last week about what is and is not legal regarding cloud DVR. Steve speculates that maybe what's legal doesn't even matter. Uh, He suggests that, quote, As part of arranging for the rights to include each channel in their service, they could include the right to do DVR however they want to do it. An arrangement with the content provider negates the law in this regard, since this law is intended to tell you what you can can and can't do without getting permission from the copyright holder. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but uh, it's certainly an interesting thing to consider, which is, you know, if they're, if, if they all got channel agreements and Steve's point was like, sometimes those channel agreements didn't include DVR, but now they all do. Uh, so, so maybe they, they put DVR rights in there to be like, can you give us an exemption from the single copy thing? Thanks. Okay, great. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, but it does, it seems like a business transaction that is very one-sided. Well, we don't know what YouTube or anybody else would be paying that privilege and and, it, and you're right it is 100 percent uh one-sided in the way that copyright is one-sided like when you release an album it oh, is yeah, totally one-sided that no, 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 unless uh, you or, say otherwise well, I, yeah. i'm saying that the hypothetical business it's all hypothetical we're talking yeah, about yeah. Sure, sure. only favors the streaming companies like hey like uh give us this extra nice deal and also we're gonna make cloud dvr free like i don't i don't know uh, something doesn't add up with that but it's an interesting I think a combination of thought. we will pay you more per channel which definitely has been happening could be for multiple reasons right and we now have the data of how many people use the dvr it doesn't undermine your ads could could cause them to be like all right fine yeah if you give us the extra thing then we'll throw in the 
the exemption to the single copy. Thing. Ooh, that's actually a really good point, Tom, because um, talk about a trump card, um, real numbers, Trump's fears. And there's a lot of business decisions that make, uh, make sense when you're afraid of like, well, doesn't that mean everyone can just blah, blah, blah? And then you find out, yeah, nobody yeah. does that. We have oh, the numbers and, to back and, it up. And the other part of this, what Andy was pointing out is it's really costly to do the legal thing that, that lets you do it without permission. Uh, if they said, look, you, you give us the ability to do single copy, it's not going to change the users. The users are all going to do it, but we'll have more money to pay you for your channel then. Mm. Ooh. That, okay, I can see that. That's Cause, not bad. Because otherwise it's just, hey, give me the deal we you you know go and cut with all these other streamers and also give me the DVR, but don't worry, it's yeah, yeah. worthless. No, there has give to, to be to something that the, that the channel provider gets. You're absolutely right. Yeah. In a world where they're giving out more cloud DVR. Uh, Francis, uh, wrote in and said, I could not watch raised by wolves season two till it was over and saved the spoiler in time episodes till I completed the show. I watched it this weekend and listened to all of your analysis today. <laughs> and it's just proof that binging is better. Binging spoiler in time, not just raised by wolves in this case. Both of them. Uh, Francis says every show you were sounding disappointed, but hopeful for the next show. Then the sting would play again, and disappointment in the show would be talked about again. <laughs> I rode that roller coaster from the top of the hill, reminiscing about season one, to the depths of dismay at the season finale. Thank you for talking about the show was far better than the show itself. This and is... it cost way less to make. <laughs> um this makes my day. Like, like those people out there who who make it a point to listen to our analysis instead of the actual thing, uh, bless your hearts. Uh, uh, please go to patreon.com slash cordkillers. <laughs> Thank you so much, Francis. That's the best email we have all day. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we are live on twitch.tv slash nightattack, which is also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? Uh, I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra they're, they're scratching our itch. Like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're, we're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>